Happy Monday, everybody, and welcome to Old School here on TYT. I've got my whiskey ready to roll. It's Ben Glebe here. We have a very intriguing, fascinating, super. I'm gonna even call this a power panel, even though it's not the power panel. It is a powerful panel of very powerful people. I'd like to introduce them to you right now. We've got Rebel HQ contributor and TYT host Jessica Burbank joining us. Hello, Hello. Burbs. What a squad tonight, what a squad. <laughs> and we have, it's quite the squad. We've also got the host of the watch list with J.R. Jackson, which airs Monday through Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern, J.R. Jackson. What's going on, you guys? Um, specific time, nine o'clock specific time for you guys out there. Um, I like I, I like this little grouping we've got together. Uh, I came in a little bit hot. I was screaming at you guys. I apologize, but I'm very excited. <laughs> just saying. Uh, and also, um, I usually drink a beer when I do these. So if there was a segment I wanted to start doing before I did this show, um, it was called "What You Drinking On." So yeah, a lot of times you know, ask, what are you drinking today? Because uh, today, usually, usually it's an IPA or something. I was like, let me go a little lighter. So I'm drinking this. I've never seen this before. It's a super hard seltzer, but it's eight percent of alcohol. So it's not one of those five percent super hard seltzers. Um, That's super duper hard. We'll and see then if this works. Burbank, uh, what are you putting down? You know, I've got prosecco in a coffee cup. So that's <laughs> what we're working. <laughs> nice. I've got. Smooth. I've got whiskey forged in fire caskets from soldiers that went into Afghanistan in 2001. So this is a special whiskey that was gifted to me. But then I also have a latte that I made in my getting dug with high mug. And then I have extra foamed up oat milk just in case. Oh my God, the oat milk that uh, that people that go to Starbucks complain about having to pay extra money for? They charge you extra for it now? That's what I hear. Yeah. I'm not no, I don't Starbucks think so, people. do they? Maybe they're just not telling me they charge. Yeah, my friend started a coffee shop and he's doing everything's oat milk because it should be way cheaper to get oat milk than actually take care of a cow, right? So he's not upcharging. And if you want dairy, you have to ask. Don't I like um, that. Yeah, this is one of those things. Don't get me started on the uh the the lack of logic when it comes to restaurants, especially quick ones like you know the Starbucks, the Subways, sandwich places like that, burger places, any place where you say I don't want cheese, and they uh, charge you the same price. But if you say I want extra cheese, they charge you more. Uh, I remember point. thinking before at Subway, I was like, so how many people have come in and said no cheese? Maybe hand me their cheese because if you had that, had given them their cheese, you'd still be short how many slices of cheese. I like you redistributing that? the cheese. I like if that. If you're charging quite a lot. me for it, or if I don't want cheese, how about I pay? Since it's Credit. 50 cents for extra cheese, how about you take off 50 cents if I don't want it? You know, it's very interesting. Yeah. I pull a different move off when I go to Subway on the random drunk or stoned days when I <laughs> don't have other options or it sounds delicious. I sometimes go in and I don't want cheese on the sandwich, but I will tell the lady, can you hand me a piece of cheese right now? And while she's making the sandwich, they'll hand me a piece of cheese over the counter. I'll eat cheese <laughs> while they're making the sandwich. It kind of gives me a little snack while I go down the line. You understand? And then the, the folks at Subway go, this guy's totally high. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Into my mouth. Just <laughs> throw it yeah, over it. it. <laughs> Just bend on the other side like. <laughs> yep, as I conveniently ignore the stories that come out that their tuna is not tuna, their turkey is not actually made from an animal. They're, it's like it's all confusing synthetic everything. It's probably all made of oats, and that wouldn't be that bad. Mm. Cheaper <laughs> to get it that way. Be lovely. This What's is your true. Subway order. 
Was um, mine subway order or yeah, yeah, I like that yeah. question. I mean, mine is very specific. I'll let Jr. answer this first because mine is very specific. Oh, uh, mine isn't necessarily very specific, but it's pretty consistent. Also, Jersey Mike's as well. Oh, um, my, my subway's uh, my subway order is uh, the spicy Italian. Mm. So it's got the pepperoni, and uh, it's not it's because there's the cold cut trio, which is the bad version of it because it's got ham, mm. f ham. Mm -hmm. So you've got pepperoni, and I think like uh, 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 so, um, what's it called? Um, the ones that look like pepperoni, but they're the salami, salamis, and all that, right? And then you know, spice it up with everything on it. Make sure you have vinegar and oil, uh, mayonnaise, but then brown mustard, not that basic yellow mustard, lettuce, okay. and um, and uh, uh, spinach. Toss the black olives on it, so a few pickles, not too many. But the the kicker all the time, you have to add feta cheese. That's like interesting. I don't addition. think you have to. I think that's an overstated <laughs> statement right there. Burbank, what is your Subway order? I shouldn't have asked this question because mine's really bad. If I'm eating at Subway, it's like a moment of desperation. So mm -hmm. mine is, I don't eat meat, so there's not a lot for me there. So I get like bread with American cheese, toasted, tomato, lettuce, banana peppers, and honey mustard. That's it. Okay. Desperate. Well, the whole thing, thing is toasted. As as Ben was pointing out there, you said you don't eat meat, so there's a good chance if you ask for it, it probably still isn't meat anyway. Yeah. yeah good point. You could point. eat the meat. So one place you could eat the meat. <laughs> uh, my my order is absurd. I go in there one day, probably also while stoned in there, I I asked for wheat bread as I always do, and I noticed I just saw a loaf of bread sitting there. Basically, like we're eating a loaf of bread with each sandwich. It's an enormous oh. amount of bread. <laughs> it's like the same size bread they give you a cheesecake factory that you'll cut up into 12 pieces and serve a family of seven. And you're eating the whole thing just as the garden, just as the outsides of your sandwich. So I go in there, ask them to tear out some of the bread from the inside. So they scoop out bread from both sides. Then I go extra lettuce, tons of lettuce. I go the turkey sandwich, tons of lettuce. And I say more lettuce, more lettuce. And then I have them put all the rest of the toppings, the bell peppers, the olives, the pickles. And hold the tomatoes, don't go tomatoes yet. Then I go oil and vinegar, salt and pepper, and then three tomatoes. That's very key. Oh, three and tomatoes. mustard. And, and mustard on both sides. They gotta go mustard on both sides earlier, I forgot that. But you go three tomatoes, but you don't do the tomatoes first because the tomatoes, think about it, they block, they serve as saucers basically, blocking the absorption of your oil and vinegar and your salt and pepper dribbling through all your lettuce and all your vegetables, and it's not as tasty. So you go that first, then top them. You just give a sandwich a couple ups and downs, and you got a I great. Love, I love this process, but you're talking about the oil absorbing into the sandwich, right? That was the purpose of this of, of the uh, tomatoes not being on top right away, Correct. right? Correct. But you've already hold out your sandwich. There's nothing else for it to absorb into. All your absor absorption of bread is gone. You no. You, you call you caused a canal already. No. So now it's hitting just the crust of the bread, right? There is a canal, but you got to understand that's actually a great way to avoid flooding. So yeah. it's not going to hit over the edges, but the beauty of it is that it just they don't put that much so it just it just soaks up in the lettuce now you got like a salad in your sandwich it's not just lettuce there for for show it's not for garnish it's there to really be the essence of the sandwich and it's a dream come true the the only other time i saw someone uh take the inner breads out of a particular thing was a bagel and it was michael sure i had never seen such a thing before so apparently it's a normal thing no he does it on his at least at the time when I saw it, he did it on Burbank's offended. Burbank's offended. Why? Carved out the thickness of the bread, and now he had like a canal circle of a bagel, and still put cream cheese on it. It was yeah, and a bagel doesn't make a lot of sense. I mean, if it's an LA bagel, it's not great quality anyway, you know. So I can yeah. forgive that. 
<laughs> and you also want people who says like, what's the East Coast thing? Dunkin' Donuts versus Winchell's. I think Dunkin' Donuts is the East Coast, right? But like Dunkin' Donuts, oh my God, you guys don't know about Dunkin' Donuts. And Dunkin' Donuts tastes just like um, Randy's Donuts, which is right over here in Inglewood. Uh, tastes just like Yum Yum Donuts, tastes just like uh, Winchell's, tastes like the mom and pop donut place. Guess what a glazed donut tastes like? A glazed donut. The only one that's different is uh, is uh, Krispy Kreme. And that one, you can eat one and you're like, okay, I don't want another glazed donut in my life. Yeah, it's and one of the great perfect. moments in life is when you get a glazed donut fresh from Krispy Kreme like at 5 a.m. right when that they That is good it. though. <laughs> it melts in your mouth. Good. It's pretty heavenly. But I don't think there's ever been a more true statement said about a more true slogan about America than America runs on Duncan. That seems like a very <laughs> good, if we had this, like, we should probably put that on our money instead of in God we trust. America <laughs> runs on Duncan. We should probably get the sponsors on our money too. That would be a good way to, to raise some funds. I mean, at this rate, we got Subway, we got Duncan. Who else have we already advertised today? We've done we done a little bit of Jersey Mike's, which by yeah. the way, that that dream came true for me because my only issue Jersey Mike's, I usually go Italian sub there. My only issue with them was that they used to always have the bread with the like yellow cornmeal dots. That you would just eat into the bread and like thousands of dots would just <laughs> fall off the bread and onto your lap. And if you got a shag carpet, you're done. You now have a, a poppy seed, a, a cornmeal dot oh. carpet. And they got rid of it. Now it's regular bread. And it's, it's like my dreams came true. Well, luckily, if you have the right kind of weed in your system, then you'll be uh, amped to clean that up immediately. You'll be working on it for half an hour straight. And you're like, I'm going to clean up and I've it's going to just continue. I've never smoked that kind of weed. I've smoked the kind of <laughs> weed where I'm there. I'm like, wow, I'm gonna get to that at some point. <laughs> like, I'll give you another example. Burbank came over the other night with some friends a couple of weeks ago, and we got Taco Bell late night. I can't wait for this. And <laughs> and uh, it was a very fun night. I mean, people were spilling things everywhere, and I mean, a, a bong might have been broken. Listen, a lot of stuff. <laughs> but they brought over. We, we ordered in Taco Bell, and they gave us like 30, 40 sauce packets. And my fiance was not home at the time. And I left the sauce packets just on the little round table in my back theater room in my house. My plan was to leave them there indefinitely. I didn't have any plan to remove those sauce packets. My thought is sauce packets should stay on an empty table until that table's needed again. Fiance <clears> disagreed. <throat> when are you getting rid of those sauce packets? I said, never. I don't plan to get rid of them. Might come in hand. And I get a feeling those sauce packets got uh, removed. They did. They were gone. and. <laughs> They were under my pillow when I went to bed. <laughs> under the sauce fairy. This morning, JR started the show and he's like holding a bunch of like paper, not paper, like plastic things. And I'm like, is JR just holding up like a bunch of different Taco Bell sauces? And it was candies. But I really thought oh. JR pulled up and was like, look at all these sauces. And I was like, what are we doing on the show today, JR? <laughs> I would sauce- say. No, I would say that was pretty random, but I'm drinking leftover foamed up oat milk. So. <laughs> I, I'm with JR on this. I want to make sure you guys don't get this twisted at all and don't act like you don't do it. So please don't shame me because you're liars. Uh, there is a drawer in your kitchen that has the ketchups from the McDonald's, has the mustards, has the uh, ranch sauces. Uh, no, the ranch sauces go in the fridge. Um, has the assortment, the taco sauces from Del Taco because you're like, they gave me one too many extreme sauces. I'm going to keep this for next time. Trust, it's in your, it's in your cabinets, in your drawers. Stop lying to yourself. Oh yeah, I'm looking at it right now. <laughs> now I had that drawer and thought that it was one of the organizational achievements of my life that 
I figured out I had some like cardboard thing one time and I made it into like little dividers for the drawer and I had in it like one had like the sweet sauces, one had the hot sauces, one had the mustards, ketchups. And Damn. the fiance uh, got rid of that about two, <laughs> two, two years ago. That was just bounced out. We first started dating, she was like, this, you can't have a drawer with cardboard <laughs> subdividers. There's no sauces in this house recently. And can I tell you, she's wrong about this one because when we order sushi and every time they inevitably forget the soy sauce, we don't have backup soy sauce anymore. 100%. That's the plight we're living through now. It's not even an accident, Ben. Today I had sushi. I grabbed it, they had the packets, and I knew I had a bottle of, of soy sauce at home. I said, I don't need these seven packets of, of soy sauce. But guess what? I yeah. took them anyway because there will Smart. come a day yep. when I absolutely do need those. Yeah, you know I, what? After I finished, my apocalypse. soy sauce was at this point. I was like, yep, it's coming. Mm -hmm. And I do hope that they one day innovate the soy sauce packets where you don't open it and immediately squirt it on every piece <laughs> of clothing you've ever owned. It's like the tightest, and they even give you a little cut. And it doesn't help. Like it's like it lulls so you into true. a false sense of security. You open it on the little cut and it just <laughs> squirts everywhere. It's a nightmare. I hate it so much. I use oh, scissors to avoid that. I clip it at a, at a at a edge so you can just go. And I also hold it already sideways. Clip it, and then if it starts coming out, we're already there. Burbank, do you not eat fish either, or do you eat fish? No, I eat sushi. Uh, oh, okay. There's like sushi without fish and I eat that. But my thing is I have soy sauce in the fridge and sriracha and I mix that together. Mm. And that's the sushi sauce, would recommend. Oh, I like that. Also the fry sauce, since you mentioned sriracha, sriracha with mayonnaise and ketchup, hit it up. That's You're a great a big mayonnaise sauce. fan. You've mentioned mayonnaise now twice. I'm not a mayonnaise fan. I'll only tolerate it in dishes where it needs it like coleslaw or, or macaroni salad. But on sandwiches, no. As a dip, I don't do it on burgers, no. It's gotta be mixed with something as a dip. And what's crazy you say coleslaw and uh, and and uh, pasta salad, I mean, no, no, I'm sorry, a macaroni salad, right? Yep, yep. The two things I would not eat with wow. because, of the, because of the mayonnaise. It's weird, I don't know why. That's interesting, yeah. we're, we're, we're kind of mayonnaise flip flop brothers, that's the way that goes. My <laughs> hey, lunch we, today was leftover <laughs> coleslaw from KFC from last week, that's kind of. Diet I'm eating. It's almost like we should plan this whole conversation because <laughs> everything is matching up with what just happened today, every in every realm possible. Um, so next time you have folks over and we break bongs, I'll bring the mayonnaise dishes, you bring the coleslaw and the macaroni salad, and everyone will be happy. Yep. I think the bong, the well, actually I actually want to ask Burbank her story of how the bong the bong <laughs> broke, and then I will tell you the, what the truth is. <laughs> so there were three dogs. Three dogs. <laughs> Crazy dogs, and yeah. then like the dogs need to go out. And I am in a state where operating a door was somehow difficult if it's a <laughs> door with the mechanism you haven't encountered before. <laughs> and so uh, when I let the dogs out and the door shut, there was like a bar cart with a bong in it. As soon as the door shut, the dogs were running around. One, I think it was honestly the vibration from me just like really trying to shut the door, and then the bong falls. <laughs> Oh, it wasn't the dog. That may be actually true because I remember being also in a state where I couldn't focus on exactly what was happening. And I, I saw all of a sudden you were trying to pet one of the dogs and it went by and the bong fell. And then you said, I didn't touch it. And your fat, mm -hmm. fabulous accent, you said, I didn't touch it. And I don't even think one of the dogs touched it. That and was I think a I said, situation. Yeah, and I think I said, well, I mean, definitely had to be one of the two of you. It wasn't a ghost knocking it over, but this new vibration theory. Could be onto something. There's, oh, well, you never, I, I thought this is a vibration theory that I missed. You talking about the vibration theory of 
randomness that happened around uh, Burbank. Uh, by the way, <laughs> uh, I, I have to ask the question. I, maybe I heard you wrong, Burbank, but you said that sometimes you encounter a door that you haven't seen the operational <laughs> uh, process of before, something along those lines. I'm trying to picture this door that I've never seen how it works before. Can you explain that one? You you know how there's a screen door. It's got some kind of weird locking mechanism. And okay. If you're a few drinks in, you're like, I don't have time for this. Like, how does this work? The dogs want to go out. I want to help the dogs out. And I'm just looking back at Ben, like, I, I don't know how this works. Uh, so yeah, just figuring out how to unlock the door sometimes is hard. Hey, if you ask Burbank about uh, uh, economics in America and the way yeah. that they've crafted. Uh, ways for us to continue mm -hmm. to suffer, and in fact, long term, she'll she'll talk to you about this for an hour or two. In fact, uh, <laughs> there's this uh, presentation that she made. It was quite long. Uh, she explained everything, um, but when it comes to a sliding locking mechanism on a door, no. <laughs> so she can honestly answer two of the most pressing questions our society our society is grappling with right now: is what is the true cause of inflation and who let the dogs out? <laughs> we know the answer to both of these if you just followed Jessica Burbank at Cobb Burbank. <clears throat> or Jessica L. Burbank on Twitter. Yeah, when I was leaving my bartending job because I got into grad school, my manager says to me, Jessica, don't become so smart that you're stupid. And I think about that every day. <laughs> and moments like that, I'm like, shit. Luckily, well, I uh, yeah, go ahead. No, I. You're still an innovative thinker because I just had another great memory from that night was because I had the two extra dogs over because because we were house sitting, we were dog sitting for my fiance's parents' dogs. And so we didn't trust them to not go to the bathroom on our on my shag carpet in the living room. So I had dog gates put around the whole living room area. And so we had, when we had a very tall man that was a friend of Aish that was there and he kept like crashing into the gate when he was trying to go over it and knocking more stuff over. So at Burbank at one point, I believe you crawled through the dog door. You crawled through the dog entrance <laughs> into the living room, <laughs> which was one of the great moments. I am a tall, I'm six foot two, but, uh, <laughs> but I managed to fit through the dog door by a miracle of God. It was incredible. It really was um, incredible. I, I I tend to remember the sections of previous parts of this conversation. <clears throat> so we got poppy seeds in the rug over at Ben's house. We've got uh, the little yellow uh, the cornmeal dots from the cornmeal, yeah. cornmeal dots from the uh, from the sandwiches. But dog pee is where he draws a line. Sauce packets <laughs> on tables for an infinite amount of time. Mm -hmm. But dog pee because I understand because I would be against that as well. I understand. I just that, want to let you know where the line has been drawn. It's because I. I don't mind being messy. I just don't like being dirty. So mm -hmm. if there's like, you know, if there's like a pee or something that could get mold on it, not a fan. But packets, they're sealed, they're closed up. Papers, I don't mind that. I don't, I don't mind showing you just slightly off off camera what I hide from the audiences <laughs> of the world right there. Boom, piles. Not that bad, bro. I gotta admit, not that bad. It has been worse. Wow. I've I've looked at your background before, and I said you better look out because everyone that watches looks at everything behind you. Uh huh. They're like, oh, um, I see that picture you've got on your wall, JR. Uh, did you get it in 1987 from a particular art dealer? And like, they know they research what's behind you. And they're like, I know everything about that thing. And wow. you start wondering if you should put just a sheet up behind you when you're on air in your own home. So people aren't as into my videos then because I've not had any inquiries and I have a lot of stuff in my background. So people really are not, not caring. 
There's also that pile that I was blocking with my whole body. <laughs> Good lord. Are you organized, Burbank, or are you uh, pretty messy? I'm on board with the like, uh, not dirty, but messy. Because when you're super busy, I get in the zone where all I'm thinking about is work. And it's like that can stay there. I don't care about that. Like the physical form is limiting, but I won't do dirty. Like yes. Things need to be clean, but disorganized is fine. Yes. I refer to it as only dry goods. I'm fine with yeah. dry goods. Yeah. Which my, was, um, yeah, go. Well, I was called out on my game show idiot test, which anybody can feel free and watch. It's still on Game Show Network and uh, Game Show Central. But on my game show one time, I pitched an episode, which was maybe the biggest mistake I could have suggested. I pitched that we did an episode where all four contestants were my ex girlfriends. And Jesus. it was the most intense day of my life. I was, I've, I've interviewed presidents, I've messed <laughs> with world leaders, none of it phases me. That, I was dry mouth, I couldn't breathe, I had to take breaks and have water. It was very intense. And on <clears> the show, my ex, Courtney, literally tells the story. She goes, uh, I went back to Ben's apartment after a couple of our dates, and literally it was a hoarder's paradise. There were piles everywhere. There was not a place to sit. There was not an open chair, except conveniently the bed. And he called me out on that. On and I said, by design, America, by design. But it wasn't. It's just, just like I asked to sleep, you know. This reminds me, Glee. <clears throat> she proposed this completely a, a, a very uncomfortable situation on your own show, um, which reminds me of that old game show, The Moment of Truth. I think it was Moment of Truth, something like that. Do you guys remember that show? Do you remember that, Glee? I'm not sure which 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 premise. Oh There's to it tell the truth too. One of, one of uh, maybe it was ab, no not absolute truth. That's a movie. The moment of truth. I think when they bring on folks, look this up, you guys. Contestants come on. Of course, you can win prize money. It's always the basis for these things. But they bring in random surprise things. You either have to tell the truth because someone can tell whether or not you know they can bring receipts for whether or not you were lying or not. Forgive me, anyone who knows the details of the show better than me, because it's been a very long time. <clears throat> we did it way back on Young Turks, way, way, way back. And the thing is, is if you tell the truth, you can gain tons of money. You go up this like pyramid. If you lie, then you know they can discover that and you're done. Eventually, they get to some serious questions, like they bring out exes, and you have your wife sitting there with you, and they go, "So, who do you think is prettier, your ex or your wife?" Ooh, and you have to tell ooh. the truth. And if Yikes. you don't tell the truth, you lose the money. It got Burbank is really is serious at such points. You got to check out the show. It's it was off air because I think someone probably had, like you know their their life was ruined absolutely over this, and it's a choice between some cash or ruining your life. So yeah, and probably both. Like they What's that, Burbank? Telling the truth, you're hooked up to a lie detector. I think it was a lie detector, and then they had people sitting there, and who knows how they really? It was a game show, so I'm sure there's very, very many elements of them just kind of flubbing what they want to do to you. But the people there were real. It seemed to me <clears throat> this is before they, everyone was trying to get on like you know social media and become celebrities. So if no, you're on a game show, still, you're trying to get some money. They're all still very real, though. I mean, being a game show host, I got to tell you that 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 is is very intense because standards and practices after the 21 scandal. Standards and practices like make sure that like they have somebody on set at all times to make sure that like the host isn't feeding answers to the contestants. They had to like observe my interactions with the contestants, and uh, and eventually they kind of trusted me and stopped after a couple seasons. But they still they're they're very intense. They want to make sure that nothing is tipped in any way to break any of the. So it's all very official. They can cut stuff down the content that doesn't affect gameplay, but they do want to make sure that everything's on the 
everything's above board. And for example, like I, an idiot test, I helped create all of the brain puzzles and worked on all of them. But I was never allowed generally to even be any part of the contestant choosing the contestant hiring. And this one time I just randomly happened to walk into the casting office and they had up on the wall these photos of contestants they were about to have on the next day's episodes. And I looked at, at, at them and I was like, uh, I, I've made out with her. <laughs> and, and they were like, what? No, we want her. She's fantastic for this show. She's going to be great. And I'm like, sorry, I, I don't know what to tell you. And they're like, okay, they had like a big meeting, and they're like, do we have to, do we have to cancel her from the show? And they came up with a pretty good metric. They said, is her number in your phone? If her number's in your phone, we can't have her. If you you don't have her number, you can. I looked and I had her number, and she had to get kicked out. Mm. Unfortunately, that's how it goes. So she regretted that experience with you, but not for the experience. <laughs> probably already regretted it. Probably. <laughs> it's kind of like don't my- say it's love short. <laughs> it's kind of like when my former manager, uh, the uh, legendary Barry Katz, came to set to to visit us in the first season of Idiot Test, and we had just done an episode, one of our first episodes. And he says, as we're going to lunch with with the execs from Game Show Network, he says to them, "This is exactly how he sounds too." He goes, "I just wanted to thank you guys for uh, putting my intern on your show because he won the big ten thousand dollar prize." And they said. Uh, what? Oh no! And they had to cancel the whole episode. Never aired it, and the guy did not get his ten thousand out. <laughs> so how up. did the exes get on, Ben? How did they get on? Yeah, if you couldn't have someone you made out with. Oh, because there were episodes that were like celebrity episodes or special episodes where they were playing for charity when it was celebrity episodes. And I think that one actually they got to keep the money, but they made a special rule because if all if I knew all four of them. They made an exception that if I knew all four that they didn't figure, and they're all exes in my past, they didn't think there was any advantage to any one or the other, so they let it they they let it go for some reason. Um, maybe with the money did go to charity. I can't remember exactly. They trusted you at that point, maybe or something. They know. trusted maybe. me at that point too, and it was our second to last episode ever. And they figured, well, why not just <laughs> make a wild episode? It was pretty strange. And I I used to ask every every contestant on on the show. I would always ask them in my little interview. Because the show's called Idiot Test, I would ask them, what makes you think you're not an idiot? And they would need to tell me why they're not an idiot, improve, and try to get my respect. On this episode, I asked all four contestants individually, what makes you think I'm an idiot? Mm. And they let me know. Mm. They all let me know. It was like I was being roasted on my own show for 22 minutes. It was pretty uh, Then before you come back on my show, I'm going to do a lot of research. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to find some episodes. <laughs> oh, it was wild. So you. That's an embarrassing moment in my life. Do you two have anything embarrassing oh. from your life that sticks out in your brain? Oh, oh man. Jess, you first. So Jessica, it sounds like you got a lot. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> this one was recently. We're in Puerto Rico. It's a bunch of people I've done organizing with. These are really cool people who do super badass work. And I see my friend Christian and he's sitting with people. Uh, and I'm like, oh, these are not people we work with. Uh, these are people he knows from Puerto Rico. And so it's like a buffet situation. So I go, I get my plate of food, I go over there and I'm holding like a drink plus a plate of food. And I'm so clumsy, I can't help it. I pull out the chair, I go to sit down, the plate loses balance, falls, salad goes everywhere. 
and I turn and the person who was in the chair next to the one I was sitting on, I had just gotten salad on his lap. It is Oscar Lopez Rivera. And if you don't know who that is, Oscar Lopez Rivera is like someone who was held as a political prisoner because he was fighting for freedom in Puerto Rico. He was someone who was sent to fight in the Vietnam War on behalf of the United States who protested because Puerto Rico is a colony. This is a very prominent political figure. And I didn't know it was him till he turned around and I had just spilled salad all over Oscar Lopez Rivera. <laughs> he was so nice about it. He was yeah. like, oh, like you go get her another plate of food. He was like, hi, nice to meet you. I clean up the salad. I get like a broom and a dustpan from the closet. <laughs> I'm just like cleaning salad next to Oscar Lopez Rivera. And I was like, how did this happen? Who knew such an accomplished mm. man and he's even better with ranch. <laughs> I salad all over that man. Wow, nice. That's a good one. But you didn't get punished, which was actually the good part about this. You just. It's one of those moments, maybe. I don't know if this is what you felt, but <clears throat> one of those moments where you stop and you can like feel your heartbeat in your head. Yeah. And then you wonder, so am I dreaming? Is this gonna end? Maybe this isn't real. Hopefully I'll wake up. But also, like your head gets hot, sweat starts happening. You're like, how long is this gonna take? In reality, that was like five seconds worth, but it felt like like five <laughs> minutes. Mm -hmm. I hate, hate it. I hate it. I hate that feeling. I can't even so remember the last time I had. So enough stalling, Jr. What is one of your embarrassing life moments? What are we talking about? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, it's a couple, but it's along the same like theme. Um, I mean, maybe it's. I feel like again, it's one of those situations. You're like, is this real? It was like sitcom moments where the most embarrassing, or uh, I'm the a hole in the story situation. I'm talking to a friend. It's a party. When I was living in Santa Monica, we had folks over, house party situation, and it was probably around mid 2000s, right? And a friend of mine I'd known forever, went to college with him and everything. And for some reason, I'm ranting because I'm drinking, uh, ranting about people that still wear one earring because it's like not 1994 anymore. Uh -huh. uh, and I was like, who? Sorry, who? <laughs> <laughs> no, who? Are clear now? Yeah, no, not at all. I totally screwed that up. Um, no, well, first of all, he said, who the pho, which is a very. <laughs> Delicious Asian soup. I love True. it. I get it all the time. And that's what you're referencing. Who There's one called Fashore, actually, and I enjoy that place. Um, so I was like, who still wears one earring in their ear? It's not like it's 1996 or anything, you guys, bro, grow up. And I was just ranting. I don't know why I was even talking about it. He's talking to me. I feel some discomfort from him. And he kind of turns his head to talk, like not talk, but like kind of just normal motion. I was like, he's got one earring and not one in and we're still kind of talking. And he's basically like, so you're talking about me? And I wasn't, but it felt that way. There's one situation where you go, should I keep talking and act like this didn't just happen? Or should I just slowly back away and be like, I'm sorry, I'm gonna go get a beer. In <laughs> um, a different time, I was at USC. Uh, a friend of mine was a yell leader, who was a, a cheerleader with the, uh, with the bullhorns. And they scream and they yell and they're good stuff. And one of those guys, <clears throat> was he had that spot on on the cheer team. And I found his bullhorn. It was another house party because I was drinking at his house. And it was only like a few of us there. People were still coming. It was like five of us only there. So I was like, we got space. We just started your first drink. And then I grabbed his bullhorn and I didn't know he was in the room. And I started acting like one of the yell leaders. And I was like, let's go. And I was like doing it silly, like very silly. Um, and just kind of Mocking the whole thing, but I didn't <laughs> actually think badly of the position. I was just having fun, right? 
And he walks out and like everybody who's laughing in front of me, the other four people in the room were laughing in front of me talking about it. And then they just stopped and were like, and I was like, he's right behind me, isn't he? <laughs> he was right behind me. <laughs> Sounds like you were the Michael Scott of your school. He wasn't happy with me, but we we, we made up since and it was fine. But it was again, it was those two little situations where you're like, how do I get out of this situation and then not lose this friend? I didn't lose either one of them though, so I, I guess they forgive me. And in um, about 15 minutes when this episode ends, I hope all of you go to tyt.com slash join and become a member. So you can join us for our bonus episode where we can not only talk about delicious Asian soups, but we could even say full on <laughs> swear words if you're interested. <laughs> you can join us for that and maybe we will get stoned for that one, who knows? Right now we're just going alcohol. Who knows? Uh, you guys are at home, I'm I'm in studio, so yeah. Oh. I still gotta drive. So sorry. So sorry, have you ever heard of Uber? There's a thing called Uber. Oh my God, not since Uber became Uber expensive. I'm just, that's, that was True. a problem for me. True. I was like, bro, I'd rather stay at home. Like people are like, oh, we're going out, we're going party, what is maybe, you know, I mean, I think many of my friends gave up on me, <clears throat> which is why I guess I didn't hear about this party where bongs are being broken. But um, <laughs> I, disclaimer, I wouldn't have showed up anyway. Um, we know. We know, JR. <laughs> uh, but uh, I would have loved to. But no, I, it's been times I was like, no, I, I think I, I think I'll hop on that bus, <laughs> take the metro. Yep. Uh, the train is extended through Los Angeles, so it is worth it sometimes uh, to avoid forty-five dollar Ubers to go about five blocks. It's just not worth it anymore for me. Yeah, it's a bummer how that has been changed. I'm sure Jessica knows the exact economic reason why Uber <laughs> has lost the ability to run its business model properly. Do you have any thoughts on this, Burbank? Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, it's price gouging. They're not paying drivers significantly more. They just know they can charge more for Ubers. But it's crazy because people in New York have started taking taxis because they're cheaper than Ubers now. And we've come full circle where like hotels are cheaper than Airbnbs and taxis are cheaper than Ubers. But it's crazy, it's more of a problem in New York City because they've got so much congestion that they're facing this policy decision. Like, do we regulate the amount of Ubers and taxis we can have? Or do we just step back and let the market do its thing and figure it out? But it's becoming a huge problem. In LA, they can charge so much more because what are our alternatives? We're gonna walk in the streets. Everyone's terrified of that because it's it's dangerous. You could drunk drive, you shouldn't do that, obviously. Mm-hmm. But we don't have a cab system in LA. They're charging more simply because they can. Um, it's true, that is true. I guess I this is a, a, an offshoot of a question, but when you haven't broken bongs and you've partaken, and when you maybe have had too much to drink, do you still speak this eloquently and, and wisely about these types of issues? Or do you sometimes go, you know what, I don't know. She does, <laughs> I can answer that question, she does. Because I, I put you on the spot about some very intense political issue that night and you'd had a few and I and you were like, you just made like one side comment about something controversial and everybody was like, wait, what? And then. They weren't letting you talk, and I was like, "Well, do you want to share it?" And you're like, "Do you want me to explain the whole thing right now?" I'm like, "Sure." And you went on a whole diatribe, and it was pretty awesome. It was pretty salient, still. Yeah, That's this great. is just how I am. Like people on TikTok are like, "I want to hang out with you. I want to be your friend." I'm like, "You don't want this all the time. <laughs> Trust me. Like, yeah, that's what it is." It is always that. I mean, we've socialized quite a few times, and every time we end up on like someone's rooftop talking about economic theory and the reasons for the war in Ukraine, and it's just with beer. It's not. Yeah. It's not. And you're not even usually drinking it. You're kind of just like, 
holding court explaining to us why things are how they are. And I'm like, <laughs> fair enough. But also, I'm going to go home and watch Better Call Saul now. <laughs> yeah, I can't help it. This is just who I am, man. Has this ever happened to you though? Because I have to be, you have to be aware of your mindset when something strikes you. So, like, say tonight, I'm seeing the Herschel Walker stuff explode. Or if you see something's even more like, say, in the weeds, something with definite political wonkiness, something's going on with a, a, a policy or a bill or an explanation from one one argument versus another. And we're gonna have to hash this out because there's always some gray area when it comes to politics, all this type of discussions. And then I see that story and I'm like, I'm gonna put that together because I wanna do that on Monday, right? And then as I'm beginning doing that and I've already been partaking and I go, I think this sounds a lot more exciting right now than it will when I'm sober. And I stop myself every time I've done this, which has only been a handful of times. And I was like, if I go and look at this again on Monday, what I just produced and put together at home under the influence, it's not gonna be the same. It's just not gonna have the same excitement. I just worry about that. So one of these days, I'm gonna test it. I have to go ahead and expand on it and see if I just sound ridiculous when I'm in that state or if it actually checks out. Maybe oh, it does. JR, it's gonna check out, dude. This is the entire way that I have a stand up comedy career. Are you kidding me? <laughs> really? This is the whole thing is a lot of it is written stoned it. The second I get a little bit in my system, all of a sudden I'm writing bits like per minute, like they're flying out. I mean, Jessica's seen it sometimes. Oh yeah. My brain ben, goes bananas. Ben will just write jokes on the fly. Someone will be like, hey, you know, I want to go into stand up comedy. My friend did this to Ben the other night, like a few weeks ago. We're like at the beach, we've been out at the bars and my friend's like, hey, I'm working on this joke and Ben within seconds has a brilliant punchline to the joke. And the guy I hope uses it in comedy. Uh, but Ben is always on, like Ben's thing is making jokes and he's always on. But it's like Hemingway said, right? Right, drunk, edit sober, same thing applies with weed. I get some yes. of the best ideas when I'm super high, the iPhone notes go crazy. Yes, that's the key, just edit sober 100%. Yeah. I actually, what I'll do is I'll edit, I'll just go do it on stage the way I wrote it high and then I'll listen back to tape and I'm like, wow, should have edited that. <laughs> and then I will for the next time I perform it. Um, we've just hit peak Burbank where we're discussing inebriation while you're being creative with something potentially smart, witty, <clears throat> and she quotes Hemingway. <laughs> yes, exactly. So to on that exact note, since we see that Burbank typically does like to keep things pretty serious, but you're obviously a Grateful Dead fan, not just your shirt, your backdrop, your famous backdrop here. We have another viewer comment here. We have somebody who's leaving a comment from the Twitch subscribers. It's it's uh, surrender to the flow. Nope, sorry, not surrender to the flow. Surrender to the flow actually said, Ben, I only want the inside bread and you like the crust match made in heaven maybe. So possibly <laughs> slide into those DMs. That's not what I was trying to read though. I was trying to read uh, Gomez 42420 asking, Jessica, what is your favorite Grateful Dead song? All right, I have to correct the record. This is a Hendrix shirt, but uh, oh, sorry. Grateful Dead behind me. Your hair is blocking it, I couldn't see. And yeah. the, the font is very similar looking, I would assume. Yep. Yeah, right? Yep. Yeah. It's very like, you know, 70s music scene, 70s, 80s. Okay, this is a hard question. No Grateful Dead fan will give you a straightforward answer when you're like, name the one song. But Ripple has a special place in my heart because this is this one song that Jerry Garcia wrote towards the end of his career. And it's a song about what the music means and continuing the tradition of playing the music. And so it's the most special to me. But the song that I listened to where I like got it and I was like, the dead is the thing. 
It was uh, Scarlet Begonias. It just something clicked mm. when I was listening to it. And I was like, this is in my blood now. My Uncle John, there's a song, Uncle John's Band. My Uncle John introduced me to the dead, which is crazy that he has that namesake. But it's I've been listening since I was a kid. Interesting, because I don't I don't really know the dead very much. But one a song that I like a lot by Sublime is their cover of Scarlet Begonias. Yeah, that's a great song. It's really, really good. What is your favorite? What was your favorite song or band, Jr. or group? You're muted. Um, oh no! You are totally muted. Sorry, I was having a sip. I didn't want to hear you guys. You guys even go. Um, your you sipping know. sounds are one of the reasons we come here, Jr. Don't even, even don't, though you you be you. Let your sip flag fly. I, I should, and honestly, in case for some inside baseball, since everyone always gives me trouble for that on the show, because I regularly come back and stop unmuting myself. It's because in between like sots, in between someone else talking, I don't want, you shouldn't hear. It seems like that's the worst thing you could do, but I just forget to come back. Or maybe you have a hiccup, maybe you burped, any of those things. You just go, you don't want that on air. I'm always muting myself because there's that's like a very. Game. I think you made a very strong point there, and I just <laughs> I just keep forgetting. It's a great point. Eating sounds don't bother me at all. Me it's either. My sister. If it's my sister, <laughs> I'm like, can you stop? <laughs> like, please. Your it's kind of like. Kind of like my fiance, she's a dental hygienist, and when when we're eating a meal, she gets very freaked out if my fork hits my teeth. And I'm like, literally metal on teeth is the sound you hear all day long, and she can't tolerate it over a meal. Um, I, 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 at one, since we're talking about, uh, I don't know if this is your fiance or if your ex, is that what you, I missed no, which. Fiance, fiance. Yeah, um, uh, and a couple exes ago of mine, and at just after college, she was um, getting, she's gonna be a surgeon, ear, nose, and throat surgeon. And the most normal thing you could do that I've been doing my whole life, when something's bugging, you go, <clears throat> and she's like, you can't stop doing that. Stop doing it because it's destroying your throat. I was like, how? What are you talking about? She goes, trust, it's a problem. I was like, are you just annoyed by me? She was just annoyed. <laughs> or is this an actual medical issue? Because I feel like everyone, what am I supposed to do? That was always the question. I was like, so what should I do when there's this issue in my throat? I need to clear it. And water isn't nearby. And it's a really quick, easy fix. <clears throat> swallow fire. That's that's you got to start swallowing fire, which <laughs> I've done. Know. I learned I how to know. swallow fire. You take like a metal rod on fire and just drop it back right into your mouth and put it out with your mouth. Yeah. It's a wild experience. But now this is an old broadcasting, you know, just being an old school TV guy, uh, habit of mine. And 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 nobody ever blames anybody for being muted. But I personally believe that when you said something. On air that we were muted for, it probably is best to repeat it. So let me ask you one last time: What is your favorite music, Jr. Jackson? Oh, I thought I got away from this one. <laughs> um, well, it's band, group, I guess. Uh, it changes, it varies. Like back in the day, I loved Busta Rhymes. I loved his energy. I loved his lyrics. I loved how much he brought the production. Everything. He was my favorite. But it kind of shifts. It depends on what I haven't heard in a while, because then I'll. Okay, I watched the Queen documentary and I was like, this is amazing. I didn't know so many aspects of this band's story. And so I started listening to their discography more. 
And I was like, this is fad, this, oh my God, I forgot about that song. Oh, I never even thought about that song. Never heard that one, this is amazing. And then I got tired of it being on my mind. So I got really tired of Queen and then moved on. So I'm a little bit of a, a shifter. I can't keep on one thing because I eventually get tired of it because my brain holds on to songs. Um, but it's always, it, it transitions. I'm trying to think of who it is now. Currently, I need more minutes. It might even take until the cursing hour uh, for me to get to that answer. But I'll, I'll, I'll put some more thought behind it because there is definitely like probably one of a couple of genres. Um, but you know, I, I'm generally a, 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 a hip hop head, but then also a little bit of. <sighs> there's a chill. There was what they call it. They called it um, um, neo soul. This is like 2000 range. But I haven't listened to that in forever either because I kind of got tired of it. I, I'm I, you can't hold me down. It's a problem. I like that. I like you're all over the map on that. Yeah. And you got an eclectic taste. I like it kind of reminds me, I've always said my favorite band, and I'll go, I'll stick with this, I think, till the day that I die is hands down, undoubtedly 100% Beatles. <laughs> that's the <laughs> And that's, I'll, I'll stick by it. I'll stick by that. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was actually like what? For it a looked like you said the Beatles. I know. I thought I clicked mute first, and then I, I said the Beatles it. kind of accidentally, and realized I didn't quite say it yet. So I was fake talking mm -hmm. and muting, and I didn't pull off the gag as much as I'd like would have liked to. And uh, what can you do? Despite that, on Super Chat, Pitchforks Dragon says that this is the best old school lineup ever, ever in all caps. So keep. I mean, everyone always loves a nice original of. Ben Mankiewicz, Jank Uger, Michael Schur, that, that trio is always the thing. Not and everyone, not Pitchfork Dragons. Jeez, Pitchfork Dragons being <laughs> extra kind. I was this supposed to be all across that. But, you know, it happens. This is more new school, you said. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Uh, there was one where I think it was Brett Ehrlich and, uh, and Ricky Strom. And uh, it was fun. I thought it was fabulous. And I heard this. I didn't see what the response was. Some people were like, where's the old ones? It was way too many new guys. And I was like, Fred Ehrlich is not that new. Just keep it real. I mean, yeah. in case you guys forgot. But I get the difference. So I never know whether or not someone complains because any of the original trio isn't here. Uh, but I, you know, it, we, we still bring it, right? I mean, come on, we've evolved at the Young Turks. I, I think you guys should be able to, to uh, glum on to us. It's fun. I like I, I cannot disagree with that. We have just two or three minutes left in this first show. I want to remind you again to go to tyt.com slash join and become a member if you have not yet. So you can join us for our bonus episode and all the bonus episodes. I almost said boner episodes, which is what the <laughs> extra half hour will be. It will be <laughs> lots of inappropriate things you cannot see on the free broadcast. Um, and I want to give first though a chance for each of you to plug anything you would like, starting with Burbank. Burbank. Oh man, watch the Rebel HQ videos. My favorite video I've put out in a while is this comedian who gets cast at a charity event to do stand up, and he just roasts all of the bankers for only giving like six thousand dollars to charity, but throwing themselves this huge event where they're doing more than six thousand dollars of drugs at the event, and he just goes <laughs> off. <laughs> and uh, it's a meaningful discussion about the place of philanthropy in society. So check that one out. That's a good one. That was oh. a great video of yours. I, I loved it. JR, anything you'd like to plug? Uh, you know what I got right here? It's the watch list every day, you guys, uh, noon Eastern, nine specific time. Uh, to let you guys know, of <laughs> course, we do this every day. You guys know how we operate here. Also, I appear on Fridays. I'm going to be doing that a lot less, though. I'm sorry to tell you guys that. I'll be uh, appearing less on Fridays because. I'm struggling here. Yeah, I'm struggling here, you guys. I need like five minutes to myself. 
don't really get that. You deserve <laughs> it, JR. Thing. Thing you do indeed. You do indeed deserve it. The watch list is plenty of news and entertainment for all of us from you. Plus, you're gonna pop in occasionally. We all know that anyway. Um we're going with Herschel Walker tomorrow. Let's keep it real. Yeah, yes, right, yes. We'll talk a little Herschel Walker during the bonus mm. episode today too, maybe. Um, and as to plugs for me, I'll, I'll I'll just lead into it with one more Twitch subscriber comment from Radiant underscore Robin Lee saying, Ben, I so loved your special you gave on YouTube for free. Thank you for the super laughs. Uh, my special, The Mad King, is on YouTube for free. Uh, my second hour special, you can read all about it right there. I mean, it's the words I just said. It's my most uh, proud thing I've ever done. I think the best thing I've ever done and best reviews I've ever received in my career. So please watch it. And if you like it, leave comments and share it to all your socials because that helps spread it far and wide. Um, so one quick question. Do we have time, Azure, for five seconds? Yeah, we got I don't one know how much time we have. Okay. Seconds. Yep, one minute. Uh, a lot of times specials have like an intro music, like, you know, Kevin Hart comes out to whatever music. What was your intro music for your special? The intro music, I think, was probably just some license-free rock and roll music that they found. Actually, actually, I think it was hip hop because I asked them to make it hip hop. It's more my vibe, but it opens very, very cool. Where it's a it's a drawing of me that gets that gets drawn in real time. You see a time lapse, and then all of the things I talk about in the special get drawn, and you see focus on all like 2023 of the topics in the special. Burbank, of course, nodding because she's been a big advocate and came to the premiere of the special at my house. And Jr.'s question clearly making clear that he has not watched the special. And that oh, I have is not seen it yet. No, hurtful. I haven't seen it yet. I'm so glad a member commented this because I was about to start plugging it if you weren't going to. This special oh. is just as much funny as it will change the way you view the world and significant political issues. Like this is an important thing to watch. That like, is so kind of you. Seriously, watch it on YouTube after old school. Thank uh, you, thank you, thank you for saying good that. News, good news is I've been through uh, multiple other embarrassing moments with friends. So this one doesn't phase me at all. <laughs> nice, very nice, perfect. You and I are still friends, we're still cool. And I wanna hear more of those embarrassing moments in our bonus episode starting in just a couple minutes. Stick around, thank you for being with us here on Old School. I'm Ben Glebe for Jessica Burbank and JR Jackson. Bye.